Hi there, welcome back to another ISIS Energy podcast. Um, my name is Tom Marzik Mansa, and today I'm with our Aras Sabadus, our Turkish expert. Um, and we're going to be bringing you up to speed on some investigation work that Aras has been doing in the last few weeks. Aras' investigation uh, started off really by thinking about an, uh, an investigation both she and I did a couple of years ago regarding capacity access rights on the Western Line, the Trans-Balkan pipeline that takes Russian gas uh, from Ukraine down to Romania, onwards to Bulgaria, and 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 to onwards into countries such as Turkey and and, and Greece. And we we started thinking about this uh, investigation we did two years ago. Again, in the last month, following the decision by the European Commission, uh, following its announcement concerning antitrust investigation that it had undertaken with Gazprom. Um, so, Aura, can you bring us up to speed exact on exactly what you discovered? Uh, on our on our, on your new investigation. So uh, sure, um, if you remember, Tom, two years ago we were uh, writing extensively. You and I were writing extensively, uh, extensively about the fact that two um, the terms of uh, two legacy contracts that Russia had for transit um, via the Trans Balkan pipeline were um, expiring, and that was in t- uh, 2016. And the two points that I mentioned here were the uh, point uh, between Romania and Ukraine, m- namely Olovka and Isak Chawan, and the other one was between Romania and Bulgaria. Um, the, p- the two points are Negrovodovan and uh, Kardam on the Bulgarian side. Now, uh, after the expiry of the legacy contract, um, the European terms, uh, the network codes should have applied at both interconnection points. Um, Two years on, um, and after some, uh, after a bit of digging, uh, we found that, in fact, um, third party access is being applied only on the Romanian Bulgarian side. Uh, but the point between Romania and Ukraine remains uh, blocked, and essentially the terms of the legacy contract still apply there. Going back to the Romanian-Bulgarian interconnection point, however, even though there is third be- third-party access um, at this particular cross-border point, uh, it remains congested according to the, the results of a recent report published by ACER at the, at the end of May. Um, so, um, b- bottom line is that this part of the pipeline, so the so-called Trans-Balkan 1, um, remains pretty much inaccessible to um, third-party access and, um, more importantly, for, for cross-border trading. I mean, it's particularly interesting because obviously there are, th- there are three, essentially three pipelines that run parallel to each other in in this uh, greater Trans-Balkan line. And, and the reason it was so interesting, the work that we did two years ago, was that obviously the expiry of this transit agreement meant that the likelihood of some sort of cross-border border trade and spot trade would, would begin to ignite. And that that's what the, 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 the hopes were of independence on the ground. So obviously that's not happened. Um, why is it then that there is, a, although there is some sort of access to the same pipe on the, on the Romanian-Bulgaria side, upstream on the Ukrainian-Romanian side, there isn't third-party access. What's, what exactly is going on? Um, well, with Ukraine, um, the, Ukraine still has in place its uh, long-term transit agreement with Russia, which is due to expire in 2019. Uh, Ukraine was very keen to implement the terms of the, um, oh, sorry, third-party access, or Ukraine being an energy community contracting party. 
Um, however, it's still bound by the terms of the legacy contract. Um, but Romania, as an EU member state, it w- was expected to apply these terms, uh, to apply third-party access at the interconnection point. However, our investigation found that essentially um, when the th- three, uh, when the transmission system operators from the three countries wanted to um, apply to start applying the new terms or the European terms, uh, it appears that um, Gazprom um, actually um, did, did, did not um, cooperate, was unwilling to cooperate. Now, a few sources t- told us that um, Russia insisted on applying um, the Russian gas day on the uh, Romanian-Ukrainian interconnection point, which of course complicates um, uh, the implementation of European rules because the Russian gas day is different from the European gas day. So there, there was a mismatch between one and the other. By about two hour difference, isn't it? Um, three hours. Three hour difference. Three hour difference. Um, plus there were other smaller facts, but which altogether complicated matters. Um, my understanding was that under European regulation, if third party access is applied, then the supplier of gas needs to supply needs to provide data uh, broken down by off taker um, to the grid operator performing the uh, the transit. This, as far as I understand from various sources, numerous sources this is still not happening and Russia Gazprom provides only bulk data so aggregated data not broken down by off-taker to Transgas in Romania. Right so I mean it, it means that basically and, and I think the, the, the long and short of this really is that there is a project that the Ukrainians the Ukrainian TSO up Transgas and Transgas wants to do is basically utilize this spare capacity to actually turn the pipe around with a few upgrades and actually flow gas south and north and actually utilise some domestic production within Romania. But that's basically not possible then. Absolutely. Um, in fact, um, Transgas had an open season earlier this year and it found a, a, an awful lot of interest in capacity. In fact, they were tendering for 5 BCM, 5 billion cubic metres, and interest was for 10 billion cubic metres from 11 companies. Uh, on the Romanian side, in fairness, Transgas has started to, um, or will be looking to uh, start work on um, uh, upgrading the infrastructure to allow for possible Black Sea gas um, to be, to enter the Trans-Balkan pipeline because as is the case um, it's not possible to enter the system from the Romanian side but with upgrades it will be possible to link um, the offshore blocks so production from the offshore blocks to this uh, Trans-Balkan pipeline and reverse the flow um, possibly uh, once um, th- that interconnection point is is unblocked. But we still don't know what's going to happen, even after 2019 when the Russian transit contract expires. Um, and there is still a big question mark regarding the flow of gas through the Trans-Balkan pipeline if um, a new pipeline is built via Turkey and all this gas is diverted via the upcoming Turkstream pipeline. Well, that's a whole a whole separate debate there, isn't it, itself? Um but nevertheless, we are going to continue looking into this. We'll continue asking questions, awkward questions where they need to be asked and trying to find out more about why this capacity isn't open to the market in the way that it should be as as dictated by the EU rules. Um, hope you can follow that story in uh, in European Spot Gas Markets and uh, Turkish Energy Hub Daily. Uh, thank you very much and we'll, we, we'll be catching up with you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.